Alright everybody, this is Wade. I'm here again today. And today we're going to talk about uh, UK one and done. And a lot of you uh, probably think that I'm looking to talk about um, the players and you know how they're one and done and, and all of that. Because um, I've, I've talked about it a little bit. I'll probably do another podcast about that in the future about the one and done mentality and what it's doing to the NBA and college basketball. But today I'm actually talking about UK um, and how John Calipari is one and done as in he has one championship, one college basketball title and that's it. And uh, I pretty much feel um that he's not going to get another one. I, I really don't think that he will um, in his time span um, with University of Kentucky. I don't think that he will um, in the rest of his career. And I know that's sad. Um, personally, I am a UK fan. I'm born and raised in Kentucky. I had to be a Kentucky fan because if I wasn't, my parents would have disowned me. So don't hate me for it. I'm, I bleed blue. That That's that's my school that I rooted for growing up. Um, so love UK basketball. Loved what they did with Calipari. However, it's brought them one championship and I don't think they're going to get any others. So I'm going to get into a little bit of it today um, and, you know, get into some of the details, why I think that, uh, what I think is happening with college basketball and um, maybe shed some light on you guys and give you a different perspective of how you're looking at him and how he's coaching and what the program is doing. Okay. So we'll jump right into it. So John Calipari um, paved the way for this new one and done system essentially. I mean, it was it was there, but it wasn't really being activated um, by so many programs. Um, so Cal paved the way for this when he was at Memphis. Um, so he goes to Memphis. He's there um, after Massachusetts, and uh, he recruits great talent in Derrick Rose. Uh, he recruits a great talent in Derrick Rose, gets him there to Memphis, and they have a tremendous run in the NCAA tournament. Um, doesn't win the title, but makes it to the title game. I mean, insane. Great coaching, actually. Really good team that he developed. And um, I was super excited. I loved what I saw out of that team. I really enjoyed it. Um, he left Memphis and came to the University of Kentucky. Huge signing. Everyone was so ecstatic about Calipari going there. Um, such big fans of, of UK were you know just elated. With what was going on. So he gets a big payday going to Kentucky. And rightfully so. He just came off of a NCAA title appearance with Memphis and everything's going great for him. He brings in a brand new mentality with the platform that University of Kentucky has. is one of the most historic basketball programs in the country. He's able to elevate his recruiting platform even more and be able to bring in top talent, okay? So he's there to revive a disappointing UK, UK program in recent years, okay? They've been kind of going downhill a little bit, and people hit the panic button. Uh-oh. So he was brought in to take care of that program, reestablish it as, you know, a dominant program every year, and he did. He had a great philosophy. He had a great philosophy in what he was doing, but before his era, before his era at UK, top recruits would go to smaller programs. And there's a reason for that. There's a rationale for that. Top programs 
you know, and when I'm saying top programs, I'm talking about programs like UK, Duke, North Carolina, UCLA, Kansas, Villanova, you know, Michigan, places like that. There's a lot of top programs, and those are the places, most historic programs. That's where everybody loves to play. It's a heritage thing. You know, they want to go there, play there four years. That's what the system was. The small schools would get the top three or four guys, the top five or six guys every year because the top programs didn't want a guy who would come and play there for a year and go to the NBA. They wanted to have continuous success. They knew and believed in their coaches, and they wanted to be able to have success for four years with those players when they came in. Wonderful. You know, that's the way it's set up. That's the way college basketball was created to be. Okay? So you got guys like Michael Beasley, OJ Mayo, Kevin Durant, Derrick Rose. All those guys were top recruits. Okay? Top recruits when they came out as uh, came out of high school um, into their freshman years. Michael Beasley went to Kansas State. Kansas State is not a top basketball program. Okay? By any means. OJ Mayo went to USC. Okay? USC. What like their football that you know Reggie Bush you know that that's what they're known for, Kevin Durant again it's a football school but he went to Texas okay yeah they had a great year but that's that's a football primary it's primarily a football school in Texas okay yeah they have some good players that have come from there they got a great program that's primarily a football school, Memphis, Memphis is not a top contender by any means in basketball I mean from a heritage standpoint from a top program standpoint. That's not a place like, you know, you ask a kid, you know, when he's five years old, hey, where do you want to play college basketball? Then He's not going to say Memphis. But those guys were the top of the top coming out of high school, and they wanted to go to the smaller programs because those are the programs that wanted them, okay? Those are the programs that wanted them because they wanted guys, they, they were fine with getting one year of success, they were happy with that. They were getting. They were fine with getting one year of making a, a, a run in the NCAA tournament or having a top guy getting on ESPN, being in the news, because that's how these schools advertise. That's how these schools get free advertising. And they make money off of getting the free advertising with appearances in NCAA tournaments, with programs on ESPN, their name getting mentioned on ESPN. Then people are like, oh, that's got a good sports program. I might go there instead of this school because, yeah, they have comparable programs from an education standpoint, but this one has a better athletic program, so I'm going to be able to enjoy better competitive basketball and competitive sports. So it, some players, some people make decisions on that to go to colleges. I know I went to Western Kentucky University, and it was right off of Western Kentucky making some NCAA runs, and it was something that I wasn't even really aware of it being an option for me, but I started looking into it a lot more because of that. So so that is something that's a huge marketing effort is to get these schools to go to the NCAA tournament. So if you can go by getting a, a really good player, you know, you'll go out, you'll recruit him, you'll bring him in, and, and you'll have a great year, and you'll just blow it up every single year. You'll blow up the program every single year, and... That's fine. These places are okay with that because, you know, they're they're not trying to compete every single year. Okay? They're they're trying to get in there and make an appearance, get some marketing and then move on. Okay? That's what they want. So, these smaller schools would get those top recruits, keep them for a year, get some success in the tournament, make their marketing dollars that they want, and then there you go. Well, Cal Perry figured it out. You know what? I'm going to go to a place and I'm going to do what I did in Memphis. I'm going to bring in top program talent every year. I'm going to bring in one-and-done players every year so that we still have that success. 
Well, the university's not going to look bad at it. The university's not going to look bad at it because, you know, the university's not providing scholarships of free education to students for four years because they're only going to go there for one year. And really, they're only going to go there for one semester because they only got to pass one semester to end up leaving after one year. So, this was the, the culture that he started to create. The culture of college basketball was to build great young men over four years and get them ready to go to the NBA. Okay, that was the culture and that's what it was. And then Calipari said, wait, hold on. I'm drawing the line here and I'm going to win right now. So he crossed that line and said, I'm going to bring in top talent to my program every year and you're going to have to compete against my top athletes every year. Okay, so big programs didn't want one and done players. They wanted guys they could bring in, keep them for four years and, you know, let them leave as great qualified players and ready to go right in the NBA right away. So they could develop them. They believed in their coaches. And that was the mentality of college basketball. That's what was set up when he came in to UK. Okay. Now, fast forwarding, getting into um, what he did once he got there. Okay. We already know what the culture was in college basketball. Now, the culture he created is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy what he has created in college basketball because now, more than ever, college basketball is insane every year because he structured it where, and it's great, it's great. It's a great idea. It's a great concept he came up with. Like, I am going to come in and bring in top talent every year. I'm going to get them to come here and promise them that they're going to be on national television with my program. They're going to get seen nationally televised. They're going to be able to showcase their skills, and they're going to be able to come here, be on national television, market themselves to the NBA, and then go pro the next year. Instead of going somewhere, maybe not getting the limelight, maybe falling in the draft, I'm going to guarantee them to end up going to the pros. I mean, essentially, that's what it was. Essentially, that was it. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not on recruiting pitches with him. I don't. I don't know what he's really telling these athletes. That's what I'd be telling them, and that's essentially what they're believing. Okay, so that's the system he went in and said, "That's what I'm going to do here." It's a great structure. It's very. I mean, it, it was above its time. Okay, it was going against the grain, and I appreciate him for doing that. However, since he's been at UK. He has won one title fairly early in his stint with UK. All right. Um, granted, he probably had some of the best players to ever go through the program and some of the best players to ever play in college basketball, potentially. Um, they'll never go down as that because they were only there for one year. But he only won one title. And here's the reason why. I'm going to get into this. Okay. Basically, you are waiting... For uh, you're waiting for an accident to happen. That's what you're doing. You're waiting for an accident to happen because he is now showing these other programs, hey, I know you want to sit and you want to develop these players. You're going to spend your time developing these players and making them this and making them that. You know what? I'm going to have instant success right away. And I'm going to have instant success. I'm going to bring in the top talent. They're not going to go play with you. They're not going to go play here. They're not going to do this. They're going to come to me. And I'm going to be loaded. So he loaded up on talent. Okay. As the years went on, he had contenders every single year. Every single year. He was a contender. They were great. They had the top talent. And everyone wanted to play at UK. But 
a system that he sets up from recruiting can easily can easily be replicated okay so as years went on other contenders also started bringing in talent okay and it'll it kind of makes me sick <coughs> thinking about it and I'll get into why a little later but these programs all started seeing what he was doing and they caught on to it and they said you know what we're going to go and do the same thing we're going to stop going after these guys that are kind of middle pack that we know we can develop into a great player, but they're not ready to go to the NBA right away. We're going to let them go to the smaller schools. And we're going to flip the table. We're going to bring in these top athletes, and we're going to disperse the top athletes to the big programs. So then, all of a sudden, you start seeing North Carolina getting some top recruits. You see Duke bringing in top guys. You see these guys start going to these programs that historically, guys never left early. They never left school early. They stayed four years, and that was it. Now these programs were okay with bringing in guys to be there for a year. So all of a sudden, what Calipari built blows up in his face. And that's essentially what I believe we are seeing, is that his program, other people are beating him, not beating him at it, but other people are replicating it. And so now his talent that he's putting on the field or he's putting on the court is on par with everyone else. So he doesn't have a big talent advantage, okay? So then then everybody's going to sit there and say, oh, okay, well, you need a good coach. Well, Calipari's not a good coach. Well, no, Calipari is a good coach. I believe that he's a good coach. I have no reason to think he's not a good coach. He won games in Massachusetts, got him to Memphis because he was a winner, and then he won a lot of games in Memphis with not as many stars on that roster as he has now at UK, or as he had at UK when he won titles, but he did great things. He put in great systems, and he implemented really good programs. So I believe he's a great coach. I really, really do. And then everybody looks and says, wait a minute. That why, hold on, pause there. Why is he not winning then? Why is he not winning? Well, there's a big, big flaw that people don't think about, okay? Uh-oh. And that flaw is that these players, when they're coming in, now every player that goes to UK goes there expecting to be the guy, to be in the NBA. They are there to get in the NBA, and they're not looking at the present. They are looking so far in the future that they can't stop and think about what's going on right now in front of them. They can't think about their college years, their college playing time, what they're doing on the court. They can't think about it. So they're sitting there in the games, and all they're trying to do is help their draft stock. All they're trying to do is make big shots, take big shots, show their athleticism off, show what they can do, and be the guy. So he's got five players every year, sometimes more, that wants to be the guy, wants to jack up shots, wants to pave their ticket to the NBA, and that's what they expect. He doesn't even have to recruit it that way now. He doesn't even have to pitch it that way now. That's what they expect, and that's what they're doing. So now he's got all these guys coming in. They're cocky-headed. They're not there thinking about UK. They're not there caring about UK. They care about getting to the NBA, okay? So... 
They think they deserve to go there without earning it. They haven't earned anything. They haven't earned the right to be in the NBA. They, the only reason they think they earned the right is, oh, well, UK recruited me, so I'm a shoe in for the NBA. You're not. You haven't earned anything. And so now they're getting some of these players, and you look at the ones I mentioned in the past, Michael Beasley, OJ Mayo, Kevin Durant, Derrick Rose. Out of those four players, those were all top recruits. Michael Beasley and OJ Mayo both had very underwhelming careers. Very underwhelming careers. Derrick Rose is now having a very underwhelming career. Yeah, injuries and things played a factor, so I'm not going to hate on him for that. Kevin Durant, amazing player. I get it. But there's plenty of players who come in and they get drafted so high and they have all this hype around them and they bust. They do horrible. Okay? And it's going to happen more and more frequently because these guys go to college just to get in the NBA and they never learn how to develop. They never learn how to get better. So guess what? When people tell when I tell people that Calipari is a good coach and people think that I'm an idiot because they're not winning right now, the reason why is because he can't coach them. They won't listen. Listen to him in press conferences. Listen to what he says after games. He can't get these players to play the way he wants. It's got to make him sick because all he wants to do is win. And, well, yeah, that's all he wants to do is win, essentially, because if he doesn't win, he's not going to have a career. So all he wants to do is win games, and these players don't care about winning games. They just want to go out there, show things, flash how good they are, and go to the NBA. And that's all they want to do. They will not listen. They will not run schemes. They will not do what they need to do as best for the team. So essentially, now all you're doing, you're not raising young men. You're not getting hopeful play or humble players. You are just bringing in guy after guy after guy who just wants to get to the NBA as quick as they can. Okay? Well, what's going to happen? You're going to have guys coming out like Malik Monk did. And he goes to the Charlotte Hornets. And what does he do? He pisses off the owner, okay, because he does bad things on and off the court. He doesn't listen to people. He doesn't listen. He doesn't grow. He doesn't develop, and he has stunted his career tremendously when he could have been a really great player. You get rarely anymore will he get good players. He had a humble guy in De'Aaron Fox, and now De'Aaron Fox is playing great, but everybody talked about Malik Monk because Malik Monk was the guy who talked about himself. He was the big star guy that went there. De'Aaron Fox was not supposed to be, you know, head over heels better than Malik Monk. But he is because he was a humble guy coming in. And that's going to happen rarer and rarer because now these guys are going there wanting to make the jump and go straight to the NBA. And that's what you're going to see. you got guys like Tyler Hero who went went to UK, but he didn't expect to go to the NBA right away. I think that he realized he could and he made that decision on his own. But he wasn't there to be the guy. And that team, over the year, had to realize that they had to stop playing the way they were playing because all it was was everybody trying to get their own shot up. And Tyler Hero is having the best career out of any of those guys because of what he's doing. Like, it's ridiculous to see what these guys are doing because they're hurting themselves. They don't see it, and they're not going to see it until it's too late. But that's what they're doing. And essentially, they're going to hurt their pocketbooks. They've got a guy who can give them the keys to getting in the NBA. But you got to listen to him if you want to do well and you want to thrive. Okay? Even DeMarcus Cousins, who was a head case when he first came in, he listened to Calipari enough 
When he went to the NBA, yeah, he had a lot of problems. But you know what? He has developed and he's kept his career going. Okay? There will be plenty of these guys playing for UK right now that will never make a good career in the NBA. That will never have a lasting career in the NBA because they just want it handed to them. And that's a mistake. That's what all these guys are doing. And that's that's something that you can't you can't do. Um, is go to a place and just expect to get the NBA because now you're hurting your reputation. One, because they're seeing you play bad college basketball. Two, you're going to get to the NBA and you're not ready for it. Look at Knox. Look what happened to Knox when he went to New York. He was supposed to be the guy, big thing coming out. Why did he bust? Why is he not doing well? He's not even a starter anymore. Why is that? Because the guy doesn't listen. He doesn't know how to develop. He didn't get the teachings he needed in college basketball. I'm sorry. These coaches in the NBA, they're not there to be your parents. They're not there to guide you through every little decision and help you you know, become a professional on and off the court. They, yeah, they're going to help you with skills and things like that. But there's plenty of intricacies that college basketball will teach you that NBA won't. Ask Tim Duncan. Okay, if of anybody, Mr. Fundamentals, I guarantee he'll tell you that if he left college early, he would have been half the player that he is right now. So NCAA basketball now is an arms race every year. Every year, it's just an arms race. And at some point, someone's going to have to blow the whistle and stop what's going on. Because it's just an arms race to get these players in, to get them recruited, to get them to be happy and want to go to the NBA. And it's hurting college basketball it's hurting the fan base because you can't grow to love these players i'll talk about that other times but ncaa basketball is an arms race now because of what calipari developed he's rarely going to get humble players because they just want to go to uk as a platform to get to the nba so he can't coach them so you've got raw talent that doesn't want to be coached and the talent is on par with other programs you're not going to win the only way talent beats equal talent is with good coaching. If you're not willing to listen to the coach, you're not going to win games. So I think it's one and done. I don't think UK will ever win another title as long as Calipari's there. Um, it's a sad thing to say. Maybe it turns around. Who knows? But he's got to stop recruiting the way he is, get some humble guys, build up a good program if he wants to have a chance at actually winning another title again. Um because everything's flip-flop now. And the small programs are making bigger noise now than they ever did because they are building programs and they will upset some of these bigger teams like a 16 beating a 1 because the top athletes are going to these programs and they're having a chance to build good teams that will overall beat one or two pieces of talent on a, on a what should be a mediocre team. That's essentially what it is. So um, Calipari paved the way for this new era of NCAA basketball Everything that he did is implemented to change everything the way it is. And yeah, it may be entertaining in some aspects, but it's not entertaining in a longevity of programs. So um, I'm sad about it. I hope it changes. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to listen to this. Um, again, hits me right at home. I'm a big UK fan. Um, but you know, let me know your thoughts. You know, we'll, we'll go from there. I just wanted to share some different perspectives as to why maybe some of these things are happening and uh, maybe it sheds some light for you guys as well. But I'll let you get back to your day. Appreciate it. Everybody have a great one.